Happy Monday, everyone. This is Rob McDougall from Zank Financial with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, November 28th. I hope all of you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. So we'll go through last week's numbers, take a look at how the market responded, and as always, take a look at some of the economic data that's coming out this week that we think might be impactful. So last week was a holiday-shortened week, so virtually no economic releases. The only one sort of of consequence, weekly jobless claims, and that came in a little higher than expected. We had 240,000 new claims. Expectation was for 231,000. So not earth-shattering, not a market mover by any means. So I want to recap or just take a look at where we're at in terms of inflation expectations and interest rate increases, things that we think are coming up. Uh, inflation expectations actually rose slightly last week. Uh, two weeks ago, we had a big move down, which was great. Uh, moved up just slightly last week. So the 10-year break-even, 10-year treasury minus 10-year tips, uh, rose to 2.32%. That was up a little bit, seven basis points from the week before. But again, that takeaway is... Investor expectations, inflation over the next 10 years to average 2.32%. In terms of interest rate decisions for the FOMC, there's another meeting coming up here in December. Uh, December 14th will be the announcement, starts on the 13th. Uh, Expectations rose a little bit last week in terms of the expectation of the magnitude of the rate hike. So uh, two weeks ago, it was pretty evenly split between investors believing we would have 50 basis point increase and 75 basis point increase, which is what the Fed has been doing. So that has actually moved up over the last two weeks. Uh, Last week, it was a 20% probability of 75 basis point increase. As of Friday, that has risen to 30%. I think the reason for that, not really economic data, But two weeks ago, we had at least six members of the Federal Reserve System, um, the talking heads from there, chairmen's, presidents of regional banks, were out discussing their expectations. And generally speaking, they were pretty hawkish. So expectation rising a little bit, but still a 70% probability of only a 50 basis, basis point increase December 14th. In terms of how the economy is trending here in the fourth quarter, another surprise for me at least, uh, the Atlanta Federal Reserve updated their expectations for fourth quarter GDP growth. And as a reminder, last quarter, third quarter, was very strong, better than expected, at 2.6%. The Federal Reserve has uh, now expects uh, fourth quarter GDP to increase 4.3%. Their last estimate was 42 It is, again, notable to mention that the blue chip economist consensus forecast is for something quite a bit less than that at about 70 basis point increase in the fourth quarter. So uh, virtually no news last week, but how did the market do in the holiday shortened week? Very good week in the market, Uh, both equities, international, domestic, as well as fixed income. So last week, the S&P was up about 1.6% cutting the year-to-date loss to 14.3%. Under the covers, you take a look at value versus growth. Another very good week for value, particularly relative to growth. Value was up just over 2%. 
growth was up less than 1%. So on a year-to-date basis, growth is now down 33%. Values up 2.5%. As I always mention, that's really good for Zang Financial client portfolios as we overweight value. Also last week, small cap edged out large modestly, 20 basis points. On a year-to-date now, small cap is 2.5%, 2.5% better than large cap here in the U.S. Again, good for Zang, uh, Zang Financial client portfolios. International last week, uh, surprisingly uptick and actually better than the U.S., so the MSCI World X U.S. Index up 2.1%. Again, the S&P was up one6 so that has been a trend over the last, I'd say, six weeks where international has outperformed the U.S. a little bit on the equity markets. On the fixed income side, both the two-year and the 10-year ter- Treasury yields were both down. So bonds were up last week. The U.S. aggregate bond index up 1.05%. That cuts the year-to-date loss on that aggregate bond index to a negative 12.8%. So this upcoming week, uh, there's a number of high-impact data points that are coming out. We have uh, consumer, inflation, manufacturing, and then labor market statistics that will be released between Tuesday and Friday. So starting off on Tuesday, the government's Consumer Confidence Index, now that was down last month. This is different than the, the University of Michigan Index. Uh, so that the scale is different. But two months ago, the, um, the September Consumer Confidence Index spiked up nicely to 107.8. Last month, it dropped to 102.5. The expectation for the November reading is we'll be right at 100. On Thursday, we will see some inflation uh, metrics, uh, particularly on the PCE, Personal Consumption Expenditure index. Uh, This is the index that the Federal Reserve uses or likes to use in terms of inflation, inflation expectations. So the uh, October personal consumption expenditure is supposed to come out and come in at 5.9% year over year, an increase of 5.9%. Last month that was tracking at 6.2%. So that would be a strong increase just as we saw with the CPI two weeks ago. Also uh, on Thursday, the October PCE core, that's PCE minus food and energy, that actually had moved up the last two months uh, from 4.7 to 4.9 to 5.1. Expectation is going to come down 0.2%, so the consensus is uh, for October a positive 4.9% year over year. What I'm really key on uh, watching this week is the ISM Manufacturing Index. Uh, I talk about this index quite a bit. Manufacturing index, it's a survey. Uh, It is scaled at 50. Above 50 is expansion. Below 50 contraction. The higher the better, the lower the worse. That has been coming down. That's five months in a row now that it has been down. It's at that demarcation level. It's at 50.2. And the expectation for the November reading for this survey is 49.8, which would be the first time we've been in contraction territory since the beginning of COVID. Friday also will have the November non-farm payroll number. Now, jobs, that's been a fantastic metric all year, better than expected most months. We had a big peak early in the year, 1.2 million jobs added between January and February. 
Then we also in July had over another half a million jobs added. Last month was a positive 261 jobs. The consensus for October is that we added 200,000. Uh, so I'm not sure where that number will come in, but if it does come in at that 200,000 level, that will be the lowest level uh, since late 2020. Also on Friday, the average hourly wage. Uh, wages have not been keeping up with inflation, but we have seen the uh, inflation metrics coming down. The expectation for the average hourly wage increase month over month. Last month, it was a positive 0.4%. The consensus for, uh, for November is a positive 0.3%. And lastly, on Friday is the unemployment rate. Again, I don't like using this metric or talking much about it because uh, the participation rate tends to vary dramatically. And so I kind of think it renders this, at least on a monthly basis, kind of useless trend-wise. I, th I think maybe it's useful, but not a single data point. Nonetheless, uh, October, that number unemployment rate came in at 3.7%, and that's exactly what the expectation is for the November reading. So that's it for the economic news for this week. Thank you very much for participating. I hope to see you next week. Thank you. <music>